It was at this moment that he knew. Damn, son, where'd you find this? So just do it! Make your dreams come true! Just do it! You are now listening to the world's most popular, inaccurate, and sometimes squirreled retelling of pop culture history. It's Podcast 42 on the Podfix Network. And it's time for Podcast 42. <laughs> I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Sabrina Pierre. JL Trose. And Laura's still missing in action. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little loopy because we had lots of, lots and lots of behind the scenes technical drama, but we seem to be up and running today and we are, well now, he says that, <laughs> but we're like four hours of technical delays in. I'm yes. halfway through a 12-pack of High Lie, and there's still a beer cooler to get to. <laughs> and not only that, we are doing Weird Fairy Tale Theater. Uh, Yay! This is going to be like creepypasta, but not. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, oh, okay. All right. See, that's all you had to say. See, I like Sabrina's. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. like theater is the key word to the creepypasta theater, troll theater. We had trolls once? Yeah. You've been on the show for four years since the beginning. How much of this do you really think I remember? And you would think you would have the nomenclature now. <laughs> I <laughs> You're going to be way more credit <laughs> than you should. <laughs> I mean, I remember an episode about Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> I remember an episode about Garfield as well. That story took the whole episode. <laughs> oh, ten hours later. Yeah, that was a mistake. Actually... <laughs> I think it's been longer than four years. It has been longer than four years. I think we're at about five now. Are we at five? Yeah. Maybe six? Definitely five, I would say. Okay. Five years and five lineup changes later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only at like almost two. What? No. Yeah. I thought it was just one. No, it's going on two. Yeah. It'll be really? two in March. Yeah. I don't know. Times just stayed together during yeah. quarantine. I barely know what day it is. I mean, a year of it's technically, um, well... A, a year of it's almost been on quarantine. <laughs> well, we're listed on IMDb as a show started in 1997, <laughs> which is not right. Chris started it in 97 in his senior year of college. <laughs> but um, I yeah, think... I might have been right on that one. You might have been. I think the shows listed have a couple with Nicole and Faraz, and then you. One Gary, I think, is in there. Yeah. One Gary. So I think there's only like four or five... Because it starts listing the shows at, like, show 67, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it took us about two and a half years, probably, to get there, if not three. Yeah. So I came in its prime? <laughs> oh, yeah, you definitely came in its prime. <laughs> yeah, definitely its prime. So speaking of prime. Oh, I love Optimus, Optimus prime. prime. No, Amazon Prime. Um. Okay. Which has uh, filled your beer cooler today. JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you think. JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you drink, it's cooler than you drink, yeah. 
No, that's a lie. What's in the beer cooler today? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't remember getting that delivery from Amazon Prime. But All it was right. delivered. <laughs> but the beer cooler today, because we're doing two, we're going to do from Modest Brewing Company out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, their beer that's called Into It, which hopefully we will be by the end of it. It's a cherry lime lager. That is roughly... Uh, Four and a half. Uh, oh, I put my finger over where it said. <laughs> so thank you, Sabrina. I'm You're glad welcome. you could read the fine print. She obviously hasn't been hitting up the cooler like I have in this four-hour <laughs> delay. So four and a half ABV. The other one is from Pipeworks Brewing Company. I don't know where they're from. It's, Chicago. Does it say that? Yeah, right there. Oh, I turned the can the wrong way. <laughs> it's their Ninja versus Unicorn double IPA, and it's an 8% ABV. And it's chewy. Who do you think is going to win that battle? The ninja or the unicorn? Unicorn. I don't know. I mean, I'm partial unicorns, but that ninja looks like he's just in it. I don't know. The unicorn looks angry, too. Yeah. Chris, what do you rate the can so far before we uh, get going any further? Well, the can gets a six for the unicorn and gets a one for the cherry lime. All right. I'm okay with that. I figured that's how it was going to go. Yeah. Uh, Pretty easy call on that one. So stay tuned to the end of the episode where we will rate both of these. One through six. It's based on a six-pack, one being the worst, six being the best. This makes sense to everybody in the world except for one lone Canadian in Kissimmee. So today we have found a uh, couple short fairy tales. They were on listverse.com, and we've turned them into little mini-plays. Yay! These are actual fairy tales. We have put a little bit of our own spin into them. <laughs> Wait, these are real fairy tales? These are real fairy tales. Like Hans Christian Andersen style? Like- yes. Him, Grimm, and some other people that I don't recognize. Ben Grimm, the thing? Uh, Brothers Grimm. <laughs> oh, I know them too. I saw that movie. Wasn't Matt Damon in that? <laughs> yes, he was. Okay. Then yeah, I saw that movie. It wasn't very good. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> no, not <laughs> That's why I'm questioning whether I saw it or not. Wasn't that um, Heath, uh, Ledger? Who, uh, Heath Ledger? Yeah, yeah. 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 I almost said Jeremy Renner, and then I remembered, no, that was Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. That one oh, I remember yeah. seeing. Yeah. That was also bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this will also be bad. (laughs) Oh, man. Why do you always have to go to the appendix for these stories? (laughs) Peter Jackson of storytelling here. The first story is called Green Grass. Everybody should guess who everybody is (laughs) as they're listening to this. (laughs) So viewers, try and figure out who's who. Well, if you listen to the show, I think it'll be pretty obvious. (laughs) A stunningly beautiful young princess, whose name is Nella, is having a secret affair with a handsome prince who lives many miles away. The two lovers build a glass tunnel that runs under the ground from the prince's castle into the princess's bedroom. I, the prince, will spend every night running through the tunnel butt naked. That's why you should read these ahead of time. <laughs> it's no fun if I pre-read it. I've only read about halfway through the script. It makes me feel any better. Yeah, Lori's not here, so somebody has to go into this script blind. <laughs> I, the prince, will spend every night running through the tunnel butt naked at top speed to spend time and get my groove on with you, my young princess. Nella's two sisters, who are ugly and evil, learn of the affair and smash the glass tunnel. That night, the prince is running so fast to reach his young lover that he doesn't see the broken glass. And because he is butt naked, the skin all over his body is sliced to ribbons. Ouch! Because the glass that cut him was enchanted, 
His wounds will not heal. These wounds will not heal, no matter how much Neosporin I put on them. I, the Prince's father, vow that the woman who can find a remedy for the enchanted wounds will be the Prince's wife. It is I, Nella, and I am heartbroken upon hearing of my mortality wounded prince. I think it's supposed to be mortally wounded prince. I would have believed it was written that way no matter what. <laughs> and I must go out into the wild to find a remedy that will heal him. Wait, is that two ogres talking? You know, it's weird to talk about this out of the blue. Go on! Do you remember that prince who would secretly run butt naked through a glass tunnel to see some chick named Nella? Yeah! Seemed pretty silly to make a tunnel out of glass. That's what I was thinking. Like maybe concrete or, or wood perhaps, but but glass? I mean, the tunnel's underground. What's there to look at? Worms! What? Worms! Oh, yes, I do like to look at worms. Right? Anyway, and let me say this loud and clear in case anyone's listening. Did you know? I didn't. Well, I haven't said anything yet. Oh, yeah, I guess not. Go on, then. Okay, did you know? Nope. Did you know that the only thing in this whole world that will heal the prince is to smear the fat from our own bodies all over the prince? I did not. Where did you learn that? I googled it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't write the original story. (laughs) Please, Mr. Ogre, I'm pretending to be lost in the woods. Could you please let me into your house? Who the bugger is that? I don't know. Some lost damsel that wants in our house because she's lost. We can't just let any old person in our house lost or not. What would the neighbors think? Plus, I haven't dirtied the house in weeks. It's so clean right now. It's unacceptable. Oh, please! You know, I've been fancying a bit of human flesh for a while now. When's the last time you made human flesh, Wellington? It's been a while. Human flesh hasn't been on sale at the Winn-Dixie in forever now. Don't blame me! I guess come in the house, little girl. Don't mind the clean. I wasn't expecting company. Hey, let's drink some before dinner. I got some Miller High Life in the fridge. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) They're orgs. The orgs drink so much. You mean the ogres? (laughs) Oh, yeah, they're ogres. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, same thing. The ogres drink so much, they pass out before dinner. Now is my chance to slaughter these ogres and collect their body fat in this handy-dandy bucket. Is that my good KFC bucket? Shut up! You're slaughtered! Oh, okay. (laughs) Luckily, I took an online ogre slaughtering class during the pandemic. (laughs) But how do I get us back to the palace without being revealed? I know. I'll rub dirt all over my face. They will think I look like... That one girl, but see the dirt in my face and think it's just a coincidence. When she gets to the palace, she smears the fat into the prince's wounds, and he is healed as if by magic. I'm healed by this fat. Is it? 
I can't believe it's not ogre fat. No, it's the real thing. And it's I, your beloved Nella, who healed you. Well, you look like her, but Nella isn't as dirty as you. Here, let me take this wet wipe to my face. See, it is I, Nella. Um, still not convinced. You still have a little bit of dirt under your ear. <sighs> For goodness sake, let me wipe harder. Is it off? It's off now. You got all the dirt. So? Oh, gosh, it's you, Nella. I barely recognized you. I, the king, shall arrange this marriage right away. Say, my new king-in-law, would you mind burning my sisters alive who caused all this mess in the first place? Oh, no problem. I love a good human at the stake burning live party. And they lived happily ever after. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I'm going to run through a tunnel naked. <laughs> But not just any tunnel. A glass tunnel that's Collab. underground. Yeah. Well, <laughs> underground. All right. Next story is called The Flea. I love Flea. I, I know you love Flea, but it's not that Flea. It's not? No. Oh, well, way to give away too much. No bass guitar. <laughs> oh, I almost had her. She was drinking. So close. <laughs> wow, the ochre's back. <laughs> You know, it's good to be king, especially today. I have no meetings, no tax money, to count no beheadings scheduled. Hello, Mr. King. Hello, Vlee. Today is grand. What are your plans? I'm hungry. I was thinking about feeding. You know what? You can feed on me. I'm feeling good and generous. Really? How can I turn that down? So the king feeds the flea his own blood until it is the size of a sheep. Ugh, this is ridiculous. I look like a reject from the 1986 Jeff Goldblum movie, The Fly. I can't even jump anymore. I feel like I need a nap. How much gluten is in your bloodstream anyway? Ha! 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 Huh. All I eat and drink is meat and bread. Maybe you should try something green, like broccoli or Brussels sprouts or something. The king decides to slaughter the flea and skin it. Well, that was unnecessary. Well, it was kind of necessary to move the story along. Oh, okay. I understand. Sucks for me, then. You probably should have been unionized, then. Nah, I don't think that would have helped. <laughs> what? Is this a commentary on something? I'm part-time anyways. <laughs> Carry on then. Cue the princess. That's you. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> she ran out of voices. <laughs> <all around that. laughs> script. So have I. So. <laughs> I still have two left. <laughs> Daddy, why did you slaughter and skin that flea? Well, my daughter, I thought, and hear me out now, it's going to sound crazy, but it just might work. I thought that any man who could guess what animal this skin came from could have you. Seems reasonable. That's much, that seems a much better system than Tinder. Oh, it is. 
Here come the suitors from far and wide now. Wow, we're sure traveled fast. I think it's a bugbear. <laughs> no, I think it's a worm. A worm? Have you ever seen a worm the size of a sheep? No, but I haven't seen a bugbear the size of a sheep either. It could have been a baby bugbear. A baby bugbear is the size of a regular bear. Not true. A baby bugbear is the size of a baby bear. I don't think so. Why don't we ask that hideously ugly old ogre over there? I have come to guess the origins of the pelt for myself. Well, don't guess a bugbear. Apparently that's a silly guess. Just let me sniff it. It's a flea. Well, if it ain't a worm, it's certainly not a flea. He thought my guess was silly. It is a flea. I must stay true to my word and hand over my daughter to this hideously... <laughs> he can't speak. I can't speak. And I must stay true to my word and hand over my daughter to this hideously... <laughs> I, I can't wait for this sound bite. <laughs> Somebody say the word. Hideously? Hideously, okay. It is a flea, and I must stay true to my word and hand over my daughter to this hideously ugly old org. Ogre? <laughs> Why do I want to say or- I don't know. <laughs> Ogre. Take 272. <laughs> it is a flea. It is a flea, and I must stay true to my word and hand over my daughter to this hideously old, ugly ogre. No, Papa, no! I must. It has been decreed. Even though you are the breath of my arse, you must marry this hideously old, <laughs> ugly ogre. I think we can stop with the description of me. We got it already. Plus, I'm not that old. No, I will not marry this hideously old, ugly ogre. Come on. In the ogre world, I'm quite the catch. Plus, I'm only 85 years old. And human years, that's like 22. If my daughter does not marry you, Hideously old, ugly ogre. I promise you, I will leave her not a whole bone in her body. That seems a little over the top. The hideously old, ugly ogre brings the princess to his home. You do? I just read them as they're written. Is this house made from human skeletons? Yes. They had a sale at Ikea recently. And are you making a feast for us from human carcasses? Yes, they were BOGO from Publix. I think I'm going to vomit. Well, this is a perfectly good human flesh steaks, so I don't know why. I don't over-season them or anything, but I'll tell you what. I'll catch you some pigs to eat until you can stomach human flesh. While the ogre is hunting, an old woman hears the maiden wailing and sends her seven sons who are all endowed with magical powers and are all wearing gray sweatpants with no boxer briefs on to rescue the princess. They eventually defeat the ogre by shooting out his eyeball and beheading him, and the princess returns home to her father, who is, surprisingly, overjoyed to see her return home safe to him. So I'm the breath of your arse, huh? This is going to be so there's going to be some changes around here. For starters, no more feeding fleas from your own blood. It's made you loopy. Yes, dear. And no more marrying me off. I am a modern woman. I'll do what I want. Yes, dear. And finally, all men must wear boxer briefs if they are they are to wear sweatpants. 
I don't need the outline of the pork and beans showing. Yes, dear. The end. Never complained about my gray sweatpants. <laughs> Maybe there's no outline showing. <laughs> How dare! <laughs> She's choking on it already. Are we <laughs> the next story is called The Wonderful Birch. You can't say that on air. Why not? It's not a nice way to talk about Sabrina. <laughs> this but he called me wonderful. <laughs> this episode's going to end up with an E anyway. So. <laughs> wait till we get to the end. Oh boy. Wait. I didn't read those pages. Oh, wait a minute. Oh man, I have way more parts than I thought I did. <laughs> While searching for her stray black sheep in the woods, a woman comes across the path of a witch. I'm feeling rather randy today. I think I will turn you into a sheep. But why? I don't know. It's what witches do. We create potions. We dance naked in the moonlight. We cackle. And we turn random women who cross our paths into sheep. Fine. You do you, boo. So the witch turns the woman into a sheep. Then the witch disguises herself as the woman and returns to the house where the woman's husband and daughter live. I'm home. Just a little old me. Not a witch disguised as your wife or anything. I found the sheep. Yeah, I got as far as the 7-Eleven. I caught it trying to buy a Slurpee, but no worries. All is good now. I think we should slaughter the sheep to prevent it from wandering again. Seems like a waste of a perfectly good sheep. Do you want the sheep to run up a Slurpee tab we can't afford? I guess not. That's a good point. Their daughter starts to weep. Ma, don't cry. Ma. My sheep, you can talk. Ma, I can. Listen, I need you to do me a favor. Ma, don't let them kill me. Ma. I don't think I can stop it. I'm sorry. Ma, I understand. So instead, do me this favor. Sure, tell me. Ma. <laughs> Once I am slaughtered, bah, bury my bones at the edge of the field. Just like anywhere at the edge of the field? It's a pretty big field. Yes, bah, doesn't matter. How about on the south side of the field where you can get plenty of sunshine and a nice breeze? Bah, sure, that sounds great. Or maybe in the north side where the sunsets are beautiful. Okay, fine, whatever, <laughs> bah. Or how about Yolanda Marissa Bah? Go Chico, anywhere is fine, bah. Okay. <laughs> so the father slaughters the sheep and the witch makes soup from the meat and bones. The daughter buries that what's left of her mother in the field, and a birch tree grows from the bones. The witch hates her new stepdaughter. I hate you, stepdaughter. So I'm going to sleep with daddy and make you a sister. But your sister's going to be treated way better than you. Can't be any worse than it is already. 
Can we watch The Bachelorette before bed? No! In this house, we only watch Wheel of Fortune. Boo! One day, a king declares that a festival is to be held for three days. Did you hear that? The king is having a three-day festival. I hope they get Pearl Jam to play. Anyway, I have an impossible <laughs> task for you. And if you don't complete this impossible task, I will devour you. You must complete this task before I return from the night's festivities. But pray tell, what is this task? I don't know. The author of the story never says. Just know it's an impossible task. That's all you need to know. That does sound impossible. The girl weeps over the birch tree. (laughs) And the spirit of her dead mother completes her task for her, whatever that was, and sends her off to the feast in beautiful garments. Oh, I am the prince. (laughs) (laughs) I have instantly fallen in love with the girl who talks to trees as one does. Let us wine and dine together. As they dine, the witch's daughter gnaws bones under the table. Hello! What is under the table? Is that a dog? The prince boots the witch's daughter so hard he breaks her arm. To get out of here. I must get back before they know I'm missing. Oh no! My ring is stuck on the palace door handle. Hello! Yeah! I put tar on there so no one could escape. Hello! Pretty clever on my part, huh? <laughs> the next night goes the same way, except he breaks the witch's daughter's leg. Oh yeah! I'm out! Darn this tar! I just lost my bracelet! The third night, the prince dislodges her eyeball with a spoon. Oh yeah! That's disgusting! Big old hostile vibes! Peace! This time, she loses a shoe. Hello! <laughs> Silly way I can get the character. <laughs> 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 I want to marry the woman who's left the ring, her bracelet, and the shoe in this tar trap of mine. I figure if they're confused by the same tar trap three nights in a row... Then they're good enough for me. Here she is. The one whom you broke their leg and arm and gorged out their eyeball with a spoon. Hello, that's not her. Besides, she is hideous looking. That's her over there with the tar-covered hand and foot. Duh! Hello, I see we throw the ugly sister across the river. To act as a bridge so we can escape the clutches of the witch. I'm not sure why you're the good guy here since you basically tortured one of us and trapped the other. But sounds good. And they did just that. They lived happily ever after until the prince was found out to be a serial killer. The end. <laughs> Next story is called Faithful Johannes. Johannes. Yes, my king. Johannes. Yes, king. No, no, I wasn't calling you again. We have already established our characters. Okay, good. Go ahead, my king. Johannes. Go ahead. Oh, I thought you would interrupt me again. Oh, I messed that up. (laughs) Take it back to Johannes. (laughs) (sighs) Johannes! Go ahead. 
Oh, I thought you would interrupt me again. No, my king. Okay. Well, anywho, I have fallen madly in love with the princess of the Golden Palace after laying eyes upon this Instagram post here. So what are you going to do, king? Send her a dick pic? No! That would be crude. Instead, I have devised a plot to kidnap her. <laughs> Let us travel to the Golden Kingdom, and then we will trick her into our boat. And when she is below deck, we will sail away. Did you say below deck? <laughs> no, below deck. Man, you have penis on the brain, don't you? Sorry, my lord. But won't she be terrified? Not once I tell her I'm a king. Then all will be well, and she will agree to marry me. And this will work? It worked for Tommy Lee of Motley Crue fame. Touche. Are we still on the dick thing? (laughs) 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 20 some years later, that's the one thing I remember from that video. (laughs) (laughs) Sabrina's remembering it now, too. (laughs) He had a captain's hat on, too. He sure did. (laughs) (laughs) He sure did. Oh, God. And so they did just that. And as predicted, the princess was initially terrified. But when her kidnapper revealed he was a king, all was forgiven. And she agreed to marry him. As they are sealing, faithful Johannes overhears three ravens conversing with each other. Hey, hey. Is this where the Talking Ravens clubs meet? No! That's tree branches down! No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is awful. <laughs> no! That's three tree branches down! I'm just joking. This is where we meet! Okay, good, good. Because I have a doozy of a prediction to lay on you. See that king over there? Ah, yes! <laughs> well, three misfortunes will befall upon him. I guess it's a good thing he happened to be passing by just now. Ha! I guess it's a good thing. Puts everything into easier context. Ha! Exactly. So, anyway, the king will come upon a fox red horse, a poison shirt, and the death of his wife. Ah! One of those doesn't sound so bad. The only way to save the king is if someone shoots the horse in the head, burns the poison shirt. What did the horse do? I don't know. And where does one get a poison shirt? Ross! Where are you dressed for less? Again, I don't know. Okay, continue. And one must take three drops of blood from the right breast of the new queen. However, the savior must not utter a word of his tasks. Aha! Well, it's going to be him. We already know that. Anyway, he shall turn to stone if he does. That sounds difficult. Oh, it is. I hope no one had us talking. I hope so, too. Uh, Laura's missing out. <laughs> she would have been a raven. <laughs> Quoth. Uh, hang on. I forgot the voice I did. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm trying to remember the king as well. <laughs> Hearing you two idiots do ravens. <laughs> I saw an elephant fly. <laughs> oh, I guess that was a crow. Never mind. <laughs> I saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so the new <laughs> So the king, the new queen, and Johannes arrive at the shore. The king immediately leaps onto the backs of a fox red horse, which faithful Johannes 
promptly shoots in the head. What did you do that for? Well, my lord, the horse uh, was eyeballing you disrespectfully, sire. Well, that's all fine and dandy, but we have to Uber now. When they arrive at the palace, the king finds a shirt that looks to be made of gold, but faithful Johannes throws the shirt into the fire. That was me new shirt. It had a thread sticking out of it. Seems like we could have just snipped the thread or taken it back to the store. The store is closed right now. It could have waited until tomorrow, then. At the wedding dance, the queen falls down as if dead on the palace floor. But faithful Johannes quickly takes three drops of blood from her right breast, saving her life. Seems like you could have given him mouth to mouth or something instead of cupping a feel. Sorry, my king. It's my kink. <laughs> The king, angered at the sight of his servant fondling the new queen's breast, sentences faithful Johannes to hang. Okay, here is the real reason I fondled her boob. I'm shooting a new direct-to-video series, Medieval Queens Gone Wild. Nope, death. So Johannes reveals the real plot but turns to stone. Well, that's odd. Oh, well, Queen, do you want to procreate? The king and queen eventually have two children, and one day the statue of Johannes tells the king that if he will slaughter his own children, his trusty servant will be brought back to life. Hey, honey, question? Yes, dear? Remember when Johannes turned into a stone statue after he felt you up? Yes, dear. Is this going to be long? I'm quite busy. Well, the statue said if I kill our kids, Johannes will come back to life. Oh, I don't care. Do whatever you want. I just need to get this done. The king eagerly takes his sword and lops off his children's heads. He smears his children's blood onto the stone, and faithful Johannes comes back to life. I'm back, baby! By the way, your wife has nice breasts. I know! Full C's! Nips like Cardi B! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to do that again so he gets a better sound bite. (laughs) He's going to use this one anyways. (laughs) I know he is. I know. Full C's. Nips like Cardi B. But what am I to do with my dead children now? Oh, here. I'll just place their heads back on their bodies and voila, they're good as new. Oh my gosh, they are. That's great. They won't be traumatized at all. The end. <laughs> Full C's, nips like Cardi B. That could be a rap. <laughs> it's going to be my new ringtone. <laughs> Wop two. <laughs> On to the next one called The Dog and the Sparrow. A starving dog runs away from its cruel master and meets a sparrow. The two become great friends. We're great 
great friends now, aren't we, dog? We sure are. I stole some meat and bread for you. Thank you, Mr. Sparrow. <laughs> he what? took the good roll this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's only two lines. <laughs> when the dog has eaten his fill, he goes to sleep on the road. Mr. Dog, Mr. Dog, uh, do you think it's a good idea to sleep in the middle of the road? No, oh, well, he's not waking up. It should be okay. A wagon drives by, and the sparrow flutters about the driver's head, telling him to watch out for the dog. Hey, guy, my, my good friend is sleeping in the middle of the road. I know it's a bad place to take a nap, but he has had too many works in the head from being abused. Wonks. Oh, that too. <laughs> <laughs> what is this bird talking about? The driver pays no heed and runs over the dog, killing it. I swear vengeance! That has killed my brother dog. It shall cost thee my cart and horses. No. Or the <laughs> You don't have any cart and horses. <laughs> not any, not anymore. Thy cart and thy horses. <laughs> not anymore. I swear vengeance. Thou hast killed my brother dog and shall cost thee thy cart and horses. The sparrow then picks out the eyes of one of the horses. What did you do that for? The driver swings his axe at the sparrow, but chops open this horse's head instead. Well, damn. The sparrow pecks out the eyes of the other two horses. Hey, do you mind? The unfortunate beasts also get their heads chopped open as their master swings his axe at the sparrow. It shall cost thee thy home. The sparrow. <laughs> that was almost Christopher Walken. <laughs> Yo, you're welcome. The sparrow flies to the driver's house. The sparrow flutters from room to room as the driver, blind with rage, smashes up his entire house in the attempts to kill the bird. Now the driver sits amongst the rubble. What an unfortunate man I am! Not unfortunate enough! It shall cost thee thy life! The driver catches the sparrow in his hand, and wanting it to suffer a fate worse than death. He swallows it whole, but the bird begins to flutter about his body and pokes his head out of the driver's mouth. Quick, wife! Kill the sparrow with the axe while his head is in my mouth! Oh, that seems like a bad idea. The wife swings, the sparrow flutters away, and the wife chops open the driver's head, instead killing him. The end. I told you it was a bad idea. <laughs> Remember, these are real. <laughs> he spent the past week reading all these to find the best ones. <laughs> Next story is called... The She-Bear. That's Sabrina. Uh-huh. I am the king, and my wife has died. And there's only one woman in the world that can match her beauty. My own daughter, Prezis- Preziosa. 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 Not Preziosa. Preziosa. <laughs> <laughs> Preziosa! Preziosa! Yes, father? You must marry me. Um, gross. Well, if you don't marry me this evening, when I'm finished with you, there'll be nothing left but your ears. Gross and sick. Hello, Preziosa! Who are you? I'm an old woman! We tend to pop up in fairy tales from time to time. Sometimes we are good. Sometimes we are bad. Well... Which are you? I'm what your youngness call chaotic neutral. Anyway, that's not the point. 
The point is, I have this enchanted bit of wood that will turn you into a bear when you put it in your mouth. Odd. Try it. Am I going to get splinters? Just try it. Oh my gosh, I'm a bear. Preziosa, now a bear, flees into the forest and resolves never again to reveal her true form, lest her father learns of her whereabouts. A prince discovers the wonderfully friendly she-bear in the woods and takes her home to be his pet. One day, when she believes she is alone, Preziosa takes the bit of wood out of her mouth to brush her hair. It is I, the prince. And I feel like looking out the window. Oh my gosh! I spy a gorgeous maiden in my garden. I must rush out to her and find her. <laughs> I've been waiting for that impression this whole time. <laughs> she hears him coming and quickly puts the wood back into her mouth. I can't find my maiden anywhere. Just my pet Sheba. Sheba, do you know what my maiden is? Girl. The prince becomes sick with lust for the bear girl and begins to waste away. Mama! Yes, there! Mama! Yes, there! Just I killed just a killed a man! <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> but what I'm not joking about is I need my she-bear to reside in my bedroom and cook my meals and make my bed. I'm sure that'll be easy for a big old bear to cook and clean. Shouldn't be a problem. Also, Mama. Yes, son? I need to kiss that bear. Kiss the bear? Yeah, kiss that bear. Can I watch? Yeah, you can watch. That's really hot. While the mother watches and encourages them enthusiastically, man and bear lock lips. They are kissing so passionately that the bit of wood slips from Preziosa's mouth and the prince finds that he now holds a stunningly beautiful maiden in his arms. Yeehaw! Rejoicing! They get married and presumably everybody lives happily ever after. Except me! I'm addicted to bear porn now! <laughs> the end. <laughs> of course, in modern times, bear porn is something completely. <laughs> Still addicted! <laughs> So's Chris. <laughs> True story. I'm not gay, but I watched some bear, some bear porn. <laughs> I'm just jealous of all the hair. Next one's called The Red Shoes. Karen is a very poor girl who goes barefoot until an old lady adopts her and buys her a beautiful pair of red shoes. It's going to be a typical old lady voice for me. <laughs> Here you go, dearie. <laughs> They're Nikes. Oh, I love them, old lady. When Karen is old enough to be confirmed, she chooses to wear her beautiful red shoes to church. During the church service, Karen can think only of her red shoes. Red shoes! Red shoes! Red shoes! Red shoes! Karen! Now that you're a grown-up Christian, you must never wear red shoes to church again! Okay. The next Sunday, Karen chooses to wear her red shoes to communion, and again, can focus only on how pretty she looks for the entire service. As they are leaving the church, her shoes start to dance on their own. Put on your red shoes! And dance the blues. 
When Karen climbs into the carriage, she kicks the old woman violently before the coachman. <laughs> <laughs> I got a visual. Out <laughs> <laughs> of my way, lady. <laughs> when Karen climbs into the carriage, she kicks the old woman violently before the coachman removes the shoes from Karen's feet. The old lady falls ill, and it is Karen's job to care for her. But Karen is invited to a ball and decides to wear her red shoes to the dance rather than care for this sick old woman. Karen, would you be a dear and bring me some tea? I can't. I'm off to the ball. Peace. What ball? You never told me about a ball. My red shoes and I are going to be pretty there. I hope no one dumps a bucket of pig's blood on my head and I'm announced queen of the ball. I never understand what you young people are talking about. When Karen begins to dance at the ball, the shoes take on a life of their own. They dance Karen away into the dark, dark oh, woods. Oh, this is not good! Not good at all! I need to tear the shoes off, but they have become one with my feet! To the song they're playing on the radio! Let's sway. <laughs> she continues to dance through fields and meadow, rain and shine for many days. While dancing through a graveyard, she sees an angel. Help me, angel! Because my love for you would break my heart in two if you should fall into my arms and tremble like a flower. <laughs> Did you just get it now? <laughs> After all those lines. Uh, no, I just thought it was just something she always naturally gravitates to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ah, uh, chill there, Bowie. You shall dance until you're cold and dead, and we will continue to dance even when you're nothing but bones. Harsh! Karen dances unceasingly over hill and heath, and over thorns and branches until her skin is torn and bleeding. She eventually comes to an, the house of an executioner. Please, Mr. Executioner, chop off my feet so they can finally rest. It's going to hurt. It's okay. It's going to hurt a lot. Just do it. The executioner does as Karen wishes. No! The shoes dance away with her little feet still in them. She kisses the hand that wielded the axe, and he fashions her little wooden feet and a pair of crutches. Karen now wishes to go to church to repent, but the red shoes, with her feet still in them, dance in front of the church doors so that Karen cannot enter. Can't get in, can ya? Look at me tapping! I'm a pair of talking red shoes! Karen weeps bitter tears in her narrow bare room, <laughs> and eventually the angel returns to her. He transforms her room into a church, and as the organ plays, Karen becomes so full of peace and joy that her heart breaks, and she dies. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Have you never heard David Bowie's Let's Dance? Yeah, Just but it dance. Didn't, didn't matter. <laughs> I was doing my own thing. That's not like, it's just her being her. Like, somehow Christopher Walken came out and Karen that's as well. Right, that's so <laughs> I go British on everything. She goes walking everywhere. <laughs> In this case, dancing. <laughs> Just dance. <laughs> Our last story of the evening is called Sweetheart Roland. (sighs) 
Are you sighing because it's the last story of the evening? No, I'm sighing because you gave me another one where I'm going to sound like bad Monty Python. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) He just realized it. A witch's ugly daughter grows jealous of her stepsister's beautiful apron. Mother! Yes, dear? Question! Yes, dear? Why, oh, why does my stepsister possess such a beautiful apron and I do not? What are you talking about? My stepsister's apron, Mom! Why does she have a be- such a beautiful, beautiful apron and I do not? It's not fair, not fair, not fair! You're welcome. (laughs) Oh, that old thing? If I remember correctly, we went to Sears and it was in the discount bin. And your stepsister asked if she could have it. If I remember correctly, there were two. And I asked you if you wanted one too. And you said no. I don't remember that. If I remember clearly, I specifically said, Now, dear, your stepsister is getting an apron. Are you sure you don't want one? Because once we leave the store, I'm not going back and you will be tough out of luck. Well, I've changed my mind. I want one, I want one, I want one. Well, I'm not saddling up the horse and going all the way into town at this late hour. Oh, Mom, please... Well, I guess the only thing we can do is kill your stepsister and just take that apron. That does seem the most easiest and most fair way. Agreed. (laughs) Kill her! (laughs) What we will do is when the girls go to bed, you'll lie near the wall, and I will chop off the stepchild's head as she sleeps. You know, I would have read that as is. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it took everything in me not to. The stepdaughter overhears this conversation. So when the stepsister falls asleep, she pushes the ugly one to the edge of the bed and lies by the wall. In creeps the witch and chops off her own child's head. Then she goes to bed. Well, my stepmom just left a dismembered head lying around. What should I do? I know. I will take the dismembered head and drip the blood around the house. One drop of blood by the stove, one over the stairs, and one by the bed. She then steals the witch's wand and flees with her lover, Roland. In the morning, the witch calls out for her daughter. Oh, daughter, I'm making pancakes. If I remember clearly, they are your favorite. And the first blood drop sings from the kitchen. I'm here warming myself. The second drop calls i'm on the stairs and the third calls out i am here by the bed then the witch finds her own daughter's beheaded body lying in a pool of blood if i remember clearly this was not the plan i'm so angry let me just put on my many league boots which by the way can phantom a mile in an hour just in case you didn't know that Come to think of it, I probably could have just used the many league boots to run back up to Sears and buy another 99 cent apron. But oh well, hindsight is 2020. <laughs> <laughs> she catches up to the lovers. That old witch has caught up to us. How? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
She probably put on her Crocs. <laughs> she thinks they make her move faster. She calls them her many league boots. It's weird because they aren't even boots so well. <laughs> what are we going to do? I've got a plan. I'm going to turn you into a lake. Okay. And I will <laughs> turn myself into a duck. Okay. How about just zapping us to another location? Oh, that's a good idea, but too late. So that is what the stepdaughter did. The witch tries to entice the duck from the water. Here, ducky, ducky, ducky. Do you want some bread? Ducks like bread. Here, ducky. Do you want some meatloaf? Duckies like meatloaf. <laughs> Why did no? you ask that like a question? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really sure if the ducks like the meatloaf. No? Nah. I always feed ducks meatloaf. <laughs> Here's your mystery meat. <laughs> your meathead. <laughs> So the witch goes home. I can't believe that worked. My underwear soaked, but other than that, it worked. Thanks until tomorrow. Are you going to zap us out of here far, far away? No, something better. The next day, the girl turns herself into a flower in the middle of a bramble hedge, and her lover turns into a fiddler. The witch comes by hunting for the lovers and spies a beautiful flower. I know that flower! That's my daughter! I can tell because it's the only flower around her wearing a spear <laughs> I can tell because it's the only flower around here wearing a Sears apron. She was wrong. It was her stepdaughter. As the witch reaches into the hedge to pick the flower, Rollin begins playing the fiddle. Do you like the song, 500 Miles? The music is enchanted, and the witch begins to dance around the bramble bush. I if I have a... Well, I know I'm going to be the one who has next to you... Haver. <laughs> Haver? It's Haver. <laughs> have you not heard the song 500 Miles either? Yes, but I haven't heard it said Haver. Yeah. We're so confused. <laughs> the th- <laughs> Haver. <laughs> I have a... I have a... Man, I thought Mermaid could sing that. <laughs> the thorns tear at the witch's clothes until she is naked. Oh, God, no. I feel so free! She continues to dance wildly around and round as her skin is shredded to ribbons, and eventually she falls down dead. The end. Who's going to clean up this dead old nude witch? Because it ain't me. I ain't touching that with someone else's wand. Let me tell you that. Those are always fun. (laughs) I never understand the point of half of those. I I love half the typos. (laughs) What typos? (laughs) And I make sure to read it as is every time. Listen, (laughs) I wrote this while drinking bleach because I had COVID for two days. (laughs) Now I'm cured. It's a new weekend. It's a new weekend. <laughs> Are we sure that's Chris? 
He's not as orange as he was before. <laughs> it's all the bleach. Oh, it all makes sense now. Well, let us revisit the beer cooler. Perfect. Do we have to? <laughs> Which one do you want to start with, Jail? Uh, let's start with the one that, uh, yeah. Isn't as good as the other? <laughs> yeah, we're going to start off with Modest Brewing Company's Intuit. They're Cherry Lime Lager. They're out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, and it's a 4.5% ABV. The can's a one, and let's see what, what we say about the beer. <laughs> Sabrina? It's a lager. <laughs> <laughs> is that um, is that your whole rating? <laughs> yep. It's a six. <laughs> no, it's like a two. A two? Any reason why it's a two? It's a lager. <laughs> um, no, and I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't like. You don't get a very strong like cherry or lime flavor. I find you get the lime more at the end. Maybe. But it's like a stale lime. Like, they got a bad lime. Yeah, you get a little bit of cherry, I guess, there at the end, too. But it's... It's flat. Yes. It's it's like if you took a can of Cherry 7-Up and shook it and then proceeded to drink it, it's that flavor of cherry. Okay. With I think lime. Cherry 7-Up might taste better. <laughs> it just might. Well, I think I had the opposite reaction of you guys. Although it's not, like, the best beer I've ever had. But he finished it. He I did, did finish, finish it, yeah. That never happens. That's I'm very not a rare. fan of cherry flavor. So I was happy that it wasn't super cherry. And I did like the lime at the end. I'm gonna give it a four. It's it's drinkable, but it's probably not one that you would return to to over and over again, but it's not as bad as you're saying. Beer master. I have to disagree with Chris. I am not into it. So this beer itself, I'm giving it a one. I find it to be very flat. It's got a lingering aftertaste of like a bad sour lime to me. There's not really a cherry taste to it all. It's like, I don't an know. An afterthought. Like, it's an afterthought. Like, it's just like, you know, when you're making somebody like a cherry Sprite and all that, I feel like this is where you just go, I don't know if they like it. So you put the bare minimum of cherry in it, <laughs> the grenadine, <laughs> where if they're drinking it too fast, I just pour the whole bottle in. But it's the opposite it's just like a little bit of cherry i'm not really getting and no. stale lime i gotta give it a one i find it it seems it's flat to me too so i don't know if we got a bad batch or something but yeah i'm totally not digging this beer okay so one from you all right the next beer is a what it is ninja versus unicorn out of pipeworks brewing company in chicago it's a double ipa with an eight percent abv all right i'll go first on this one this is not a bad beer. It is, however, nothing special for an IPA. It is. <laughs> what are you doing over there? I've <laughs> nothing. Are you predicting my score? Yes. Yep. Okay. It's a six. <laughs> <laughs> this is your standard run-of-the-mill IPA. Nothing fancy. Nothing special. It does clean. What uh, has a clean finish, which is important to me. I'm going to give it a four. <laughs> None of those were what he predicted. <laughs> no. 
No, Serena was laughing because I started off with a one, and then like you started going into something else, and then I went with the three, and then you said something else, and I went into two, and she's just like laughing because I kept changing it based upon what you were saying. If this uh, IPA lingered, then it would have got a much lower score, but it cleans, it finishes clean, so it got a higher score for me. But it's just, it's it's a standard double IPA. It, there's nothing no. rememberable about it at all, Sabrina. The can's memorable. The can yes. is memorable. It's yeah. It's like you said. It's 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 an IPA. It's a double IPA. It does not. It has a pretty clean finish. It doesn't really linger. It's it's drinkable, but it wouldn't be like as much as cardboard's drinkable. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Sorry. It smells like it too. <laughs> <sighs> um, no, I'd give it a five. I could drink a few of these, but it like nothing would push me. That's to more than a few. That's almost all six pack. Listen, you count your way. I count mine. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. It's that eight percent ABV that pushes me to a five. <laughs> By the way, the other computer is up and running perfectly now, so we can just go back six and hours record. later. <laughs> So we're going to scrap this copy of this episode. We're going to go to the other computer. Oh, good. <laughs> Beer Master? Trying it one last time. And I have to agree with you. It is a very generic double IPA to me. It is good. Yeah. So it has a good taste to it. No lingering aftertaste. The hops are not overwhelming in any way. You definitely get that taste in there. So you get a slight bitterness of hops in there in the taste. Yeah. I think it's good. I enjoy it. I have to agree with Miss uh, It's a Mediocre IPA and give it a five. But (laughs) (laughs) overall, I like it. It's The can's awesome. It tastes good. I could easily drink five of them. No problem. You at least look good holding the can in the bar. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. The can is amazing looking. Yeah. It's amazing. It's fantastic. You can see the can on the website under JL's beer cooler section. Speaking of website... Sabrina, what's the particulars? You're I remembered gonna... this week. Yay! <laughs> yeah, we didn't do it last time, did no. we? Sometimes I just forget. And he messaged me and he was like, do you want to record it? Or... It's like, meh. Uh, you can find us on Facebook under the official Podcast 42 Facebook group. You can find us anywhere you can find a podcast. If you're listening now, congratulations, you found us. That's right. That's right. You can check out our website which has all of our beer guides on there, so you can find out what this beer looks like and the cool can that it's in and the boring can the other one's in. Um, the Some boring w- beer anyways, <laughs> so you're not right. missing much. Website is podcast42show.wordpress.com. Like I said, it's got our episode guide, our beer guide, and all the fun stuff on there. We're part of Podfix Network. Uh, you can go on there and check out other different podcasts as well expand your horizons our artwork is by cute panda you can find cute panda for commissions on facebook and our theme music is by cremo find more music on cremo.net or on facebook under cremo hey at least you didn't tell him to fight cute panda this time <laughs> well you know <laughs> that's why we had to take a week off sabrina <laughs> put a like a hit out you <laughs> can fight cute panda <laughs> yeah no you can't fight cute panda because what if I need the logo changed? Yeah. What if you're fired and I got to have your face erased it? It should only be my face. <laughs> <laughs> I see it now. It just kind of cuts me out. <laughs> so instead of a big 42 in the middle, we put your face in the middle. And yeah. the rest of our face is a little small on the bottom. That's right, because I'm huge on the internet. <laughs> uh, I didn't write it. You two have now said that 
more than I have. That's because for the I'm record, so big on the internet, <laughs> huge. You're a TikTok star. I'm a, I'm something. Yeah, she's big on the grams. <laughs> But you think TikTok's biggest celebrity right now is a guy who rides a skateboard and drinks cranberry juice? Yes. Is that the Fleetwood Mac dude? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is with the ocean you know, spray. I was actually on my way here, and apparently he's got a lawsuit going because people started putting merchandise out of him without saying anything. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, you something like that. that. So he's like suing for like rights, like to get like royalties or something out of it. I oh, think he needs it. He lives in like a like a. Like his van or something. Hey, like Mick camper. Fleetwood was very thankful for him to be uh, plugging Fleetwood Mac. Listen, the Ocean Spray guy was pretty pretty grateful, too. Well, you know who did a, a duet, as I call it, with him? Tony Hawk? No. Why did the name suddenly escape me? Who's a gravelly voice Fleetwood Mac chick? Stevie Nicks? Stevie, Stevie Nicks. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen that like, one. Like, this is like the biggest thing to hit the internet, and all he did was ride a skateboard down the street... A drink cranberry juice. And <laughs> From every, a bottle. <laughs> every week, we pour blood, sweat, and tears into our scripts and performances. And really, all we could have done was grab a couple skateboards. Maybe that just goes to prove that we try too hard, Curtis. Yeah. That's it. I'm borrowing your daughter's roller skates. <laughs> getting a bottle of ruby red grapefruit juice from Ocean Spray. <laughs> and I'm going to skate to the Scorpion's Big City Nights. <laughs> 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 we worked so hard for our, for our two downloads, and he has like over a million views. So. Oh my goodness! And if not, when it's a couple skate, it will be the kisses I was made for loving you. <laughs> I'm not bitter. More power to you, dude. <laughs> Sabrina, if you're there, we're gonna do strutter. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good, because I know all the words to that, so it'll be okay. <laughs> Put on your red shoes. And dance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I expected so much more for that joke. But I laughed. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. <laughs> That's not what happens when I don't read it. I only read half the script ahead of I time. <laughs> I chose not to read it ahead of time since somebody who never reads the script ahead of time is not here. So I was filling in. I think next time Chris should fill in. Oh, wait a minute. He's writing everything. He can't. <laughs> I just show up and look pretty. Well, Laura will be back for next episode. Yay! So... You'll Hopefully. have to read the script. We're doing double script next What? <sighs> well, that's all the time we have. We need to get on our skateboards and get out of here. I'm Christopher <laughs> DeVos. I'm Sabrina Pierre. Jail Trost. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say my line without the bye. I know. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Catch on the flippity flop, gong. Not all conversations or events are 100% accurate, as if you didn't figure that out already. Some things are changed or added, or even deleted for the sake of attempted comedy. All sources are never verified, and all information is subject to being slightly sketchy. In other words, we are just having some fun. Thank you for listening. This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com.
this is the story of Chicken Licken. Once upon a time, there was a small chicken and his name was Chicken Licken. Chicken Licken was in his garden, minding his own business, when, whack, an acorn fell from a tree branch and hit him right on the head. My goodness, what was that? Said Chicken Licken. Instead of looking down, Chicken Licken looked up and the only thing up was the sky. Why, I think the sky is falling, cried Chicken Licken. I must run and tell the king. And so Chicken Licken ran down the road to tell the others. Soon he came to Henny Penny's house near the meadow. Where are you hurrying off to? Asked Henny Penny. The sky is falling, shouted Chicken Licken. And I must tell the king. Well, I'll come too, said Henny Penny. So Chicken Licken and Henny Penny ran down the road to tell the king. Soon they came to Ducky Lucky's home near the river. Where were you two going? Asked Ducky Lucky. The sky is falling, said Chicken Licken. And I must tell the king. Well, I'll come too, said Ducky Lucky. And so Chicken Licken, Henny Penny and Ducky Lucky ran down the road to tell the king. Soon they came to Goosey Lucy's home near the lake. Where are you three scampering off to? Said Goosey Lucy. The sky is falling, replied Chicken Licken. And I must tell the king. Well, I'll come too, said Goosey Lucy. And so Chicken Licken, Henny Penny, Ducky Lucky and Goosey Lucy ran down the road to tell the others. Soon they came to Turkey Lurkey's home near the cornfield. Where are you four scurrying off to? Asked Turkey Lurkey. The sky is falling, yelled Chicken Licken. And I must tell the king. Well, I'll come too, said Turkey Lurkey. And so Chicken Licken, Henny Penny, Ducky Lucky, Goosey Lucy and Turkey Lurkey ran down the road to tell the king. Soon they came to Drakey Lakey's home near the marsh. Where are you five dashing off to? Asked Drakey Lakey. The sky is falling, hollered Chicken Licken. And I must tell the king. Well, I'll come too, said Drakey Lakey. So Chicken Licken, Henny Penny, Ducky Lucky, Goosey Lucy, Turkey Lurkey and Drakey Lakey ran down the road to tell the king. Soon they came to Cocky Locky's home near the paddock. Oi, where are you six going in such a hurry? Said Cocky Locky. The sky is falling, shouted Chicken Licken. And I must tell the king. Well, I'll come too, said Cocky Locky. And so, Chicken Licken, Henny Penny, Ducky Lucky, Goosey Lucy, Turkey Lurkey, Drakey Lakey and Cocky Locky ran down the road to tell the others. Soon they came to Foxy Loxy's home near the mountain. Good afternoon, friends, said Foxy Loxy. Where are you seven racing off to? The sky is falling, bellowed Chicken Licken. And I must tell the king. Mm, that is quite serious. I know a shortcut right through the mountain to the palace, said Foxy Loxy. Follow me and we will tell the king that the sky is falling. And so Chicken Licken, Henny Penny, Ducky Lucky, Goosey Lucy, Turkey Lurkey, Drakey Lakey and Cocky Locky all followed Foxy Loxy up the mountain path and into a dark cave on the side of the mountain. Are you sure this is a shortcut? Asked Chicken Licken. Of course. Hurry now, I'm so very hungry. What did you say? Asked Henny Penny. Worried. I'm so very worried that the sky is falling. Come along now, we're almost there. But Chicken Licken had a bad feeling. He looked to his left, and then he looked to his right, and then he gasped. This is no shortcut. We're in the fox's den. Quick, run! 
Just then the fox spun around and he opened his mouth to gobble them all up. And so Chicken Licken, Henny Penny, Ducky Lucky, Goosey Lucy, Turkey Lurkey, Drakey Lakey and Cocky Locky all ran as fast as they could, back the way they came, out of the dark cave and down the mountain path. When they finally stopped running, Chicken Licken looked at each of his friends and asked, Can anyone remember where we were going to? Not me. I don't know. I don't know. Nope. Not sure. Don't ask me. Well then, let's all go home. And no one did remember that the sky was falling. The end. Remember to please like the video and subscribe to our channel so you can stay updated on all our new videos.